Everybody and welcome to True Stories of Tinseltown. Happy Father's Day to all you daddios out there, whether you be a cat daddio, a kitty a dad, doggy daddio, a <laughs> horse daddio, a bird daddio, a daddio, or just a cool daddio with no kids. Happy Father's Day. Um, in April, I want to thank you because last show, I know I was terrible. I was like, I, I could swear you could, and it wasn't because I wasn't involved in it. I knew everything. I read everything. I just, by mistake, I had fallen <laughs> on my shoulder the day before. Did I tell you about I tripped over these things when I was getting out of the boat and I fell on my shoulder and it doesn't hurt so much the day you do it. It hurts the day after. So my shoulder, my my head, every my hip, everywhere that I fell hurt. So I took Advil, and I'm like, I'm so fruit. And then by mistake, I saw that I had taken Advil PM, and I took three of them. So that's why I was like, <laughs> No, you're always great. Grace. No, I really wasn't. So like I said, <laughs> you were the. Bees knees, Miss April. You were great. <laughs> I don't know about that, you but were. I appreciate you, it. You carried me. You did. You were so wonderful. And I also want to thank Deborah again. We have loved doing this. This is our finale, big finale, Fourth of July. And um, I want to thank you, Deborah. And I want to uh, link your book. I'm going to link your book up again. And she uh, emailed me and at the end of this, um, she wants to know who we think are the worst, who was the worst stage mother. So we'll do that at the end after we tell you about these two tomatoes. So who are we going on now? We are doing our little two-part thing. We're going to start with uh, Miss Rose Havick, who is obviously the mother of Gypsy Rosalie and June Havoc. And then we have Maria Gurdon, who is the mother of Miss Natalie Wood. And those are two dames for sure. Most definitely. Um, so I guess we could just start. Yeah. So Rose Thompson is born in 1890. Um, and she is born in North Dakota, or did I say 1890? I hope I said 1890. You said she's born. Oh, good. She's born in North Dakota. And I mean, I think it's, it's pretty uneventful. There's talks as there is with all stage moms that she wants to work as a ballerina, but, you know, there's not really a lot of chances to excel in ballet in North Dakota. No, I don't think so. I wouldn't. No. Um, so she, in her teens, she marries John Havick. And they have their first baby, a little girl named Rose Louise Havick, on January 8th, 1911. And I want to point out 
A lot of these are very educated guesses by Rose's daughters herself because they went for years without knowing their actual birthday. Yeah, because they would have to lie because of child labor laws or to get like children's dinners or whatever. I don't know. They yeah. just had to, they didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then she has her second daughter, a little girl named Ellen June Havik, um, on November 8th, 1912. So they're just, you know, just under two years apart. Um, and this really just kind of awakens the monster that's deep within Rose. I don't know how deep it really is, to be honest with you. Um, but she is sitting there and she is like, those kids are out of the womb and she's like, you're going to go work. <laughs> <laughs> Kick it, baby. Put yeah. on those tap shoes as she's, they're coming out, you know? Exactly. But actually, they come so, out head first. I'm sorry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You come out tap shoe first. <laughs> um, no, I mean, she has Rose Louise perform, who just really goes by Louise. She has Louise performing by, like, within a few months of, you know, Ellen June being born. You know, um, Louise is, you know, like two and a half and Rose is already pushing her on stage and she's like, you know, you're going to do this. You're going to perform. Um, and just like everyone else that we have talked about, her husband's really not supportive of this. And I think there's a really good argument to be made that in order for a stage mother to succeed, you have to have a very passive husband. Big time. Um, and, and that's the big thing that we see, you know, really with all of these women that we've talked about. So, you know, she's sitting there and she's pushing Louise and she comes to realize that Louise really isn't all that talented at what she is trying to get her to do. So she focuses more of her attention on, you know, her second daughter, Ellen June, who just goes by June. And, you know, she has little baby June, which I've always thought was probably a big inspiration for baby Jane. Me too, 100%. And and also, you know, how the, the girl backstage saying, I'll show you, I'll show you all, you know, that she's going to be a star, a bigger star than June, you know? Chichi Rose Lee. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought baby June was baby June from that. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, she tours under the name baby June and Rose sits there and she is just like breathing down this kid's neck at all times. And she's like, you got to perform, baby. You got to do this. We're going to do it. And, um, as you pointed out, Grace, these kids' ages just changes. I mean, Rose has a ton of birth certificates that makes, you know, them older if she's trying to avoid, you know, getting in trouble with, you know, child labor laws or they're younger so they can get, you know, discounted fares when they're going (laughs) on the train, you know? So the, these girls, you know, kind of make educated guesses on, you know, their, when around they're born. Then later in life, they discover that, you know, these are hopefully the real birth certificates. Um, But Rose is just, 
I would, I honestly would say out of all of the stage moms that Rose is probably the most invasive because she just like, these kids can't breathe. And that's not to say that, you know, like Judy Garland's mom wasn't invasive as well, but Rose is like taking care of two of these kids. Taking them on the road, taking them yeah. in there and everywhere. And um, yeah, she's a doozy, this broad. Yeah. And, you know, she's sitting there and she's, you know, pushing for, you know, baby June is going to be it. Baby June is going to, you know, just be their salvation. Um, And there also are, I mean, just to put Rose into perspective, I guess that's the best way to word it. She, like, murders people. (laughs) She's a brute. (laughs) She doesn't want to blackmail her daughters. I mean, my God, she had letters, stuff. Yeah. And, you know, she pushes a hotel manager out of a window and he dies. Oh, he did die? Yeah, he did die. And she says, you know, um, oh, it was self-defense. You know, he was coming on to me. And yeah. Yeah, and so the cops are like, okay, there we have it. Um, And then there's also the story of Genevieve Augustine, who had been renting, because Mother Mother Rose owns an apartment complex. It's, you know, in Manhattan. On the Upper West Side, yeah. Yes. And Genevieve is renting an apartment and there are rumors that Rose and Genevieve are lovers. And there's the possibility that when Genevieve dies, um, because she's been shot, that it's actually Rose who shoots her, although it's ruled as a suicide. It's just all very messy. Very convoluted. Uh, you don't know. It just, exactly. nobody knows. They said Gypsy Rose Lee was there. She wasn't there. She was in California. All this stuff. It, it was just, who knows? But um, Right. And I think, you know, um, There's a really good book about Mother Rose that I would recommend people read if they really want to know about her. Um, It's called Mama Rose's Turn, the True Story of America's Most Notorious Stage Mother. And I do have to say, um, it's written by a woman named Caroline Quinn. And, you know, Caroline's book is quite good. And she does say that it's most likely that Genevieve killed herself because Genevieve had previous suicide attempts. Right. But, you know, it makes it juicier that, you know, Rose is the one who killed her because she made a pass at, you know, Gypsy Rose. But, you know, most likely it's, yeah, most likely it's that, you know, this poor woman just commits suicide. Anyway, regardless. Rose is sitting there, you know, she's making these kids go. She married, her husband finally just kind of gets sick of it. Jack is just like, I'm out. 
I can't watch you do this to my kids. And she marries a guy named Judson Brennerman in 1916. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really remember what happened to Judson. I'm pretty sure that he either died or they got a divorce. I mean, I guess those are the only two options, but it's one of those. Yeah, I really Uh, didn't know either. And I read June's book. I read Gypsy Rose Lee's book. And I found that book and I was going to start to read that book, but I didn't. Um, get in time, but I don't know either. Yeah, he just, no. he's just kaput. He was just she just she she had came from a mother grandmother. These were like real, you know, you know, Brunhilde kind of chicks who just were like the rulers of the roost and basically hated men, and and she was also pushing that on her daughters too that men are this or men are that and. Yeah, keep your legs closed and things like that. But she was telling a lot of tales when they were very young. She started telling all this, all this stuff to repulse. No, exactly. And I do think that there's, you know, um, there's adequate evidence to support that Rose was probably at least bisexual and leaned towards women. Yes, Um, you know. She's just sitting there, and she she genuinely has a deep hatred for men. Yes. Um, but finally, you know, June sits there and is like, "I have had enough," and she elopes when she's sixteen, and no, she or she's only 15. thirteen, or tw- well, she doesn't know. She thinks she's thirteen. Yeah, she doesn't know. In her book, she um, says twelve, and it's with one of the boys because. Uh, Gypsy Rose Lee's mother and June's mom brings in these like street urchins to perform like these boys that, you know, and, and these are kids who like really don't have anywhere to go. And she's not paying them. They're just going along for the ride. She figures for experience and they get some food and whatever. And they're not in their rotten homes. And there's one Bobby kid who and they're all sleeping in tents or in one room. They're all sneaking in doing that whole thing. And Gypsy Rose Lee plays one of them, like, I don't know if they're newscap kids or something like that. And so she she gets rid of them, and they're, they're sad. But June hooks up with Bobby, who is one of the kids, and they run away. And June says 12. I've read in another thing that she was 13, and you say 16. We don't know how old she was. Right, yeah. Well, that's the big thing. I mean, it's going off of that November 8th, 1912 birthday, because they get married in 1928. But as you said, we don't know. According to Mother you know, Rose's stuff, she probably is 12. It's amazing. Um, I mean, really. And you think of it, but she had enough because she was growing up and they changed her from baby June to dainty June. And she was really just growing and she wasn't that cute little thing anymore. And she was just tired of it. Her mother's trying to, I think, wasn't she trying, trying to get her? No, she just had it. That little girl had it. She'd been. Around. Oh yeah, I, th- I think she was just like, I need independence from this, and she did. So, she went. But she does. She gets married, you know, and she, uh, freaking Mother Rose is very angry, and she has, you know, she sends the police after Bobby Reed and Baby June, and she's like, he's kidnapped my underage child. 
you know, blah, 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 blah. So the police officer who is no way in hell would this happen today, but the police officer brings Rose and Bobby together and is like, you two need to be friendly with each other. So Bobby goes up and he's trying to shake Rose's hand. And all of a sudden she pulls out a gun (laughs) and she tries to shoot him. Yeah. But the, the safety is on, on the gun. So nothing comes out of it. But she doesn't let this stop here. The policeman, like, basically grabs onto her, but she gets out and she starts, like, punching and hitting poor Bobby Reed. And she just, she has these really, you know, horribly... Man, man, I guess manic would be the the right word. She has these horrible manic, you know, um, things that she's, you know, outbursts that she has. That, that's the best way to put it. She just has these horrible outbursts. And she is going to sit there and she is not going to let anything stand in her way. But she also looks at this as like, Wow, I've really been like, you know, betrayed right. by June for, you know, wanting to get married. So she then kind of turns her sights, uh, you know, after all of this onto Louise. And Louise is, you know, tall, kind of gawky. She's not really someone who's, you know, I don't want to say that she's not talented because she is talented, but she's really not somebody who is going to like turn heads. I guess you could say with the act that Rose has her in. Uh So eventually Rose realizes, Hey, you're not going to make really anything from tap dancing, especially being June's not in the act anymore. So we're going to get you in burlesque. And allegedly she was 15. She could have been 30. She could have been 12. She could have been 17. We We don't don't know. know. (laughs) Um, Allegedly 15. Yeah. And that's probably not too far off. Mm -hmm. I, I would guess that she was probably about 17. Um, But anyway, she's sitting there and she's, you know, like, hey, look, this is what you're going to do. So here is her, you know, underage daughter performing, you know, the striptease. But Gypsy Rose Lee does not do a striptease like how we imagine a striptease. Her focus is really on the tease. It's not on the stripping. And, you know, she can make people go wild just by taking off a glove. When she was Uh, 15? Yeah, Wasn't she was some Hawaiian she was, thing. She was like she had a like a hula skirt or something. She was doing some little hula thing and took it. Yeah, maybe. she she does that, but she she sits there. Um, she she's doing like the hula thing, but she has her thing where her shoulder strap falls, and she tries to keep herself covered, and that becomes like her thing. Like oops. <laughs> 
Oops, it happened. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I, I'm obviously, you know, par- paraphrasing some of this, but she's very much, you know, sitting there and she perfects this act and she's going to go on you know, by like the early to mid thirties. And she's going to be leading Minsky's burlesque. And also wasn't she with, um, what's his name? The guy, Fanny Bryce. What is his name? Do you know he's Ziegfeld? Oh, Florence, Flora, Flores Ziegfeld. Yes. Yeah, no, she she's making she's definitely making the rounds, but her her prime spot when she's, you know, really coming up is at Minsky's and she's going to be there for like 4 years. She but was course, beautiful. She really was. She was 5 foot 8. I saw pictures in the books. She was absolutely you know, she made herself beautiful or, or so attractive, I thought. I thought she was really she good did. looking. She did. She's very much in the same vein as Dita Von Teese. They know how to make themselves look absolutely just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, you know, so she's, you know, sitting there and she, she's doing this. And of course, Rose is interfering every step of the way. She's, you know, very heavy handed in all of this. And she's going to sit there and she's going to tell everyone how it is and, you know, where, where it's going to go and, you know, what, what they need to be doing to make her happy. So Gypsy Rose sits there, but she she's working under the name Louise, and she tries to break in into films in like the late thirties, and she really just kind of flops, which I hate saying, and it's sad, but there's no other way to put it. She just flops in Hollywood. I think there are some people who you really need to see them in person to get, you know, a taste of that magic. And she is definitely one of them. What do you mean? Like, yeah, that she comes off when you see her on stage as va, 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 voom, this, this woman has it, but on stage, uh, but it loses something in translation. With the movies. Yes. And I mean, She's on the way. I would say the exact same thing to be honest with you about Jane. Like I, as you know, I love Jane Mansfield to death. Mm-hmm. I think she is great. But every person I have talked to who knew her or who watched her said that you just had to see her in person because on screen she comes across flat, which is hard to believe. But she comes across, you know, quite flat. But when you saw her in person, it was just like magic. And I would say that Gypsy Rose Lee is the same way. You know, I've seen some of her stuff that she did for film and it's not bad. Wasn't she in Lady of Burlesque with? Um, I think it's a, pu- a public domain. I think you can find that on uh, YouTube um, with Barbara Stamack. And there's a murder. Well, she wrote it. Um, she she wrote the G string murders that Lady of Burlesque uh-huh. was based off of. Yeah, and she she got involved with Mike Todd, but June had a harder time. June also, she had a child when she was, she says, who knows, like 17, 18, I don't know, 19, 20, but she had no money. She 
Gypsy Rose Lee was not. They were not close. She was not fond of, you know, th- that's so close in age, and June got all the attention. But Gypsy Rose Lee, through all of that, had diamonds, furs. She lived in this Gramercy Park penthouse, and um, June needed to see her to try to get money, and the mother was there, and the mother and June were kicked out before the party began. Can you imagine? <laughs> Yeah, no, she's just, I don't, I think that Rose puts this wedge between her daughters, which they're never able to really clear, you know. um, June became an actress. She did Broadway. She did. And she's, she's a relatively, you know, successful featured player. I liked her a lot in, um. She didn't have a big, very big role, but in Gentleman's Agreement with Gregory Peck, he plays a guy who um, sees anti-Semitism around, and he, for his show, for for his article, he's living and telling everybody he's Jewish and how people react to him. And she plays his secretary, who is sort of a self-loathing Jewish woman who talks, yeah, but, you know, not the kikey ones or this or that. You know, she she denigrates Jewish people herself, and he gets very angry with her, as he should. But she was very good in that. I think she did also some comedies, right? Yep. Now, and she she is a very, you know, talented actress, but she's just... She's not really able to make it at the same star level as her sister. And again, I think, you know, this is where the baby Jane syndrome comes in. Yeah, I mean, it's because, awkward, you know, weird, yeah. Right, because, you know, June was very much a big child star. She's very, very popular. And then, you know, Awkward Louise really blossoms out and she's, you know, sitting there and she's doing her stuff. And, you know, people people forget about baby slash dainty June. Yeah. And she didn't have it easy to get there. Um and she really did. She did very well on Broadway. She married a guy, it seems the father of her child, her daughter, April, her daughter was April. I don't, he was a married man and she got away from him and she met some guy who went to Harvard and he wanted to be a writer. And I believe this was a marriage of convenience for her. He would be good to April and they got a two bed, two bedroom apartment and whatever, you know what I mean? But, um, it didn't last. And I believe it was just a marriage of convenience, meaning, you know, they never knew each other in a biblical way, if we can put it that way. Right. Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you on that. Um, them with men were weird, too. I think they just had, it was just too ingrained in them and their upbringing, because she, she gave money to Mike Todd to finance certain things at, at, at World Fairs and things like that. And then he was going to do a play and June was going to star in it. And he was having an affair with Gypsy. And he lets Gypsy know, well, you know, I'm in love with Joan Blondell. And she's going to star in my show. 
you know, and that she put all the financing in, and that was the end of Mike Todd. And we know that he also took all of Joan Blondell's money, too. That's, you know. Yeah, no, my, Mike Todd was a cad. I know people love him, but and it's I, I how he died, don't. but he was a cad. Yes, I'm sorry he died, but, you know, he would have taken Elizabeth Stowe, too. I really believe exactly. That. Um, you know, anyway, so there's, yeah, like you said, they, they both go through a lot of trials and tribulations and Rose is sitting here the whole time. And she's like, you need to give me things. You need to give me money. You Radios, need to give me gifts, TVs, medical equipment, everything. Yeah. She just, she wants these girls to give her everything they possibly can. And these girls are so, you know, I guess they've been so shaped by their mom that they do it. They might complain about it. Uh, You know, they might confront her about things she wants sometimes, but they do, you know, help her. And I think a lot of this is so that Rose won't go out and talk about them in public. No, it's And so say awful. the things that they're doing. Do you know what um, she did? She went to, uh, uh, I think Minsky's or whatever, because, you know, she didn't want to be around her mother anymore. Enough is enough, you know. So the mother comes in dressed like a bum, and, and she comes in and says, my daughter doesn't give me any money. And, blah, blah, blah. and he gave her a bowl of soup. <laughs> Yeah, he tells Gypsy Rosalie that her mother was there, and then she does the same thing when June's on Broadway, and he and she said, "Did did she get soup there too?" And she said, "Yes." So she's just going talking about her daughter. She would just do anything. They were she would do it. She would talk horrible about her daughters. She would, and she had no qualms. And it's the same thing that we saw with you know Judy's mom. These women are okay with, you know, they get these kids built up and they get them on the track for careers in the hopes that they'll never have to work again. And if they don't pay, you know, we, we also see this with Veronica Lake. If the kids aren't paying them, they have no qualms about, you know, shaming their children into helping them. Or um, saying that they'll put something in the gossip columns or something like that. I mean, just right. really horrible. But didn't she, she ended up living in the country. Um, so I guess Gypsy Rosalie must have bought her that house. Yes, yeah, she lives in, she lives on a farm. She has a you know, farm um, at Highland Mills, mm-hmm. which is uh, in New York. And she's, you know, she has her boarding house. And I think to her that I, it's a greedy move, don't get me wrong, but I think to her, like, she was like, okay, like my, you know, daughters have set me up with something I can use to get an income. Uh-huh. Um, you know, cause then of course she also has the boarding house on the, on the West side. So it, it's, it's very much that, you know, she's sitting there and she's going to, you know, do her own thing. Um, and she also has, she also has, I think, Gypsy buys her a townhouse. Wow. If I remember correctly. And it's on East 63rd Street. It's like this giant 
penthouse or really? townhouse that she buys her. Yeah. How much money did she make? She must have made She a made, she did. She, Gypsy Lee, she just, she made, she was making money hand over fist. And she was very, very smart with her money too. You know, so she sits there and she makes money from writing. She makes it from performing. You know, she invests her money. She's a very, very wealthy woman, and it is entirely self-made. Um, you know, she, she'll go on to host the Gypsy Rose Lee show in San Francisco in the sixties because Jane appeared it on, appeared on it shortly before she died. So, you know, what was it like, um, local, local TV? Yeah. It was just like this little talk show they did in San Francisco and she'd sit there, but like everyone who was anyone went on this talk show. Um, you know, like Judy Garland goes on it. Woody Allen's on it. I mean, she makes sure that like really like big people come on it and she'll just sit there and she likes to talk about, you know, her knitting and stuff like that with these celebrity guests. That's so cute. She knit, she did crocheting. She loved to do all that stuff in between shows here. They think she's bumping and grinding on that, but she really likes to do those little macrame and make cute little things exactly you know she's just she's living her best life and of course gypsy also has one child eric and it is with otto preminger which i don't know why anyone would let that man go near them with a 10-foot pole but i know a couple of them did <laughs> um you know, and she has, you know, that, that her son with him and, you know, that's just kind of what she's doing. Unfortunately, you know, she's going to end up passing before she, her 60th birthday. But before that, we have to talk about Rose. And uh, Rose dies in 1954. The girls have people taking care of her. They're both very, you know, making sure their mother has what she needs. She's chasing on certain nurses, doing certain things. And what does she have? She has some kind of cancer, lung cancer, I think. I think it starts out, honestly, as colon cancer. Oh, that's right. Col- yes, you're right. It's colon cancer. Gypsy um, lung. Yeah, and she, you know, sits there and she passes away, and her daughters are like, hallelujah, and they both write their memoirs, but of course, Gypsies, which is simply entitled Gypsy, is the more successful uh, of them, and the reason they've held off on releasing these books, because they've already been working on them for a while, but the reason they hold off on releasing them is because they're afraid their mom will sue them. And she would have, but you know, yeah, she that woman would have continued living if she knew those books were going to come out. She she was unbelievable, and she also said, "I am going to follow you to Gypsy Rose." Everywhere you go, I am going to be with you. You are never going to be rid of me after I die. And she really felt her mother was with her. And June said, well, why isn't she going to be with me? She said, because uh, I don't know. I, I couldn't remember. She like she wasn't as successful or whatever. But her she felt her mother was putting a curse on her. And she stayed with her the rest of her life, just kind of cursing her and she did die young yeah i mean it's i i'm just gonna say if rose could curse somebody she would 
She cursed her daughter. Um, she really she did. On your deathbed, being so bitter and mean and cursing your daughter. Oh, I, I just, you know, I don't know. That's not really yeah. nice. You don't have to no. be like a, you know, like a saint or anything. But please, <laughs> right? Exactly. But she did. No, no, she she does. So this book, this book comes out in fifty seven, and people are like, they love it. They think it is just absolutely fascinating. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I can't say this for sure, but I don't think that book has been out of print since it was released. Because wow. I know I have an, a newer edition. I know there's, if it has been, which is definitely possible that it could have been, but if it has been, it's been, there have been multiple editions released through the years. It is a very popular book still with people. And it's a good um, book. I, I, it is a good book. I read both her and June's and June told different stories. Uh, Gypsy told more of their, you know, going through all these things. There was a man who came into their life for a while. Maybe he was inspired by the Carl Malden character. I have no idea. And um, he came into their lives and they loved him. They genuinely cared about him because he wanted to see the kids eat and have a place to sleep. Go figure. Can you imagine? And um, they, but she kicked him out. She didn't like men. She took sex. I hated it. Letting anybody touch me. Oh, these men. Blah, blah, blah. And she's just telling her daughters. And I really do not think either had healthy relationships with men. That's just my get-go. No, I don't, I don't think so either. And I mean, eventually, you know, June and Gypsy do reconnect. I mean, they they kind of word it like it's a full reconciliation. I don't really think that, but I do think that they bond over their shared experiences. Stories of tinsel time.